0: All right,
1: welcome back to Bear Down. We are back. Zach is back from his hiatus.
2: I am. I've I I've returned.
1: He's from back. The fray. <laughs> it's been so long. I had to make a new intro. That's how long it's been. I had to.
2: Yeah, you you let in before we jumped in here. I thought it was like the old one we were doing, where it's like the standard Coach Steve show one. Now I'm now I'm surprised. It is an only us two one with highlights from the show. I feel I feel kind of honored right now. You you have a specific one for just you and I. That's I good. have I have that one. I have my own one, and then it's
1: been probably a year and a half. But me and my two friends used to get on and talk sports every Sunday. I have one just for that too, just in case they ever make their return. It's there just in case. Because nice. I thought about that. I th- I say, well, let's distinguish this a little bit. Well, and and, and on top of that. My friend Logan and I, we get on here and talk Marvel stuff. There's one just for that, too. So there's a lot going on
2: here. Steve, the editor. I like it. Well, something like that. <laughs> we'll stick with Coach Steve still. I think.
1: <laughs> well, you could say Coach Steve, the editor, because it's literally edited by a coach where how can I make this as easy as humanly possible? And it's not too flashy and it's not. It's super <laughs> stupid easy
2: in a way you're just making like uh like a almost like a huddle highlight reel but just for our show at that point
1: I just be honest with you you just find you just edit the video find a clip and like throw this in there throw this in there throw this in there does it match up whatever
2: yeah sure sure that's fair well hey I'm glad to be back on here with you it's been a little bit and a move and you know it's kind of I I find doing doing podcasts like this and catching up with it's comfort food to me. So I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, glad to have you back. You had to make a big move to Arizona and you know a bigger boy job than before. Yes, indeed, very much bigger boy job than before. <laughs> that's that is uh that's not that's in not, I barely that's an understatement, but only because it's it sounds like just a bigger boy job. Ah, it's a good job though. I'll tell you that.
1: Well, the Bears, you know, you're still gonna bring your bear fandom over there. Don't don't fall into the yeah. Arizona Cardinal fray over there. Well,
2: fun f- so here's the thing, I'll I'll let you know. I, I, I did not even get to tell you this yet, but um there are actually I mean, first off, you know, the Cubs playing Mesa, so there's there's that. That's I get yes. that Chicago spin um, because they play in Mesa. And apparently because this area is just a massive transplant Chicagoan area. I guess there's a lot of Chicagoans that move out here or Illinois folks. Oh. Um, they've got like, I mean, shoot, they've got like obviously the Cubs. They've got uh, freaking Chicago themed stuff like for like businesses in several places. Like, you know, there's a Portillo's in Tempe, Arizona. Oh, Okay. No, no joke. I mean, not, not saying that's like the gold standard only of like Chicago, because I'll, I imagine some of your buddies were like, really, you're just going <laughs> to slap Portillas in there. And that's the only thing, but no, um, but no, they got like, they got Portillas here. I've seen places that sell deep dish pizza, like in multiple spots. Um, there's bears bars. There's actually one, like 10 minutes from my house. Apparently that I found there's a website that my parents sent me. Apparently, they have a list of like places that consider themselves bears bars where they play bears games. And mm-hmm. I live in Chandler, which is next to Tempe. And apparently there's one 10 minutes away from me in Chandler. I'm like, what? If I ever am off, I get to watch this. <laughs> no way.
1: So that's where he'll be every Sunday.
2: <laughs> if I'm allowed, if I'm off on Sunday, let- let's pump the brakes, man. This This is TV. Weekends kind of uh, come as like a luxury item. These aren't these aren't handed every out Sunday, like candy. Every Sunday, uh, this will happen. You're like, I just can't be there. Uh, Sorry, I gotta I gotta use my seventh of ninth sick day. <laughs> Is it okay if I step away? Yeah, at least you, I'll be like Chicago. Please, I beg you, play on play Monday Night Football a lot. <laughs> yeah, or something like night games where I'll get off and hopefully be able to go home and just that's all I do. Let's just watch the game and probably yell at my television.
1: Oh, you can Enjoy just the get bar the bar and
2: celebrate. Yeah.
1: Just get NFL plus. So the game will be there when you get home.
2: Yeah, true. True. Thought about that. But yeah, Arizona, like Phoenix area, like the metro area where I'm t- is what this technically is. A lot of Bears fans. Kind of surprised. Makes me happy. I was going to say, I'm kind of shocked you said that because, well, I
1: guess. Um,
2: McMahon lives down there in Arizona. yes, I do know that, or at least I remember that. I think he posted about it once on his uh Twitter channel or on his Twitter page.
1: Well, what documentary was he on? He was on the Bears one that they did the eighty five bears, and they went to his house.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that too. uh you're talking the thirty for thirty,
1: yeah, and they said he has to live in Arizona because of the injuries he had. The air there helps his injuries, like it's his bones and stuff. So he does the, love uh,
2: the dry, the dryness, this is something I got, I, I guess I learned about arthritis a little bit, but apparently uh the dry air helps with like our uh, conditions of like arthritis a little bit where mm-hmm. I guess the moisture is part of the problem with some of those conditions. So maybe that's part of it, but I, I could totally see it. Like the dry air, like no, no moisture or heat, like it's kind of just, it's almost like I guess st- sterile it's, it is definitely dry here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to feel humidity. I think only comes every once in the blue moon or when it rains, which is, of course, very rare. You know who else lives there is Brian Erlacher.
1: Now that I didn't know. He lives in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Um, when he went on the Pat McAfee show, we talked about how he lived in Arizona. Same thing. Dry air helps his like injuries out. And he rides his bike like 20 miles a day. So what you need oh, wow. to do is drive around to Arizona to you see some guy on a bike and be like, that's Brian Urlacher. Hey, would you do a live interview with us? And that's what you got to do. That's your next job
2: is to yeah, find yeah. Brian Urlacher. Yeah, I guess I'll have to hunt him down. Not not stalk him. I'm just going just gonna to go say hi. <laughs> no, stalk him. Stalk him. Oh, God. <laughs> do not influence me to do that, please. I'm going to
1: tweet at him every day until he says yes that's what's going to happen
2: <laughs> does he use twitter often i don't see him as a twitter guy i mean dude was like dude was borderline like anti-media when he was with chicago anyway so i just don't, I don't see him know if he person. does or not
1: he posts on instagram okay his son is getting recruited to play i think by iowa
2: oh that'd be nice good defensive school like that if his son is defensive is like a linebacker in that same vein
1: yeah um <clears throat> if you go watch him on the pat mcafee show he's on there a couple months ago it was a good talk and then jake cutler just stopped doing his podcast back in september like he hasn't oh, so posted, he's flat
0: out
2: done
1: he hasn't posted episodes in september
2: see i know we talked about this like during the foot during the season i didn't I was hoping that it was just like a pause. I'm surprised he still hasn't done it. Because wasn't it like super popular for a little bit there? He was getting, you know,
1: probably 50k views on YouTube just for just starting it. And he had Brian Urlacher on there, too, which people talked about how much they quote unquote hate each other. You know, remember that? Right. No, that's not a thing. Like, they they don't hate each other. They
2: know each other. Man, that's wild. Because, like he built a whole set like that and all that. I would have loved the set that he, had. you and I would have loved the set that he had had for that, for that. I hope he's not done. That would, that'd be a damn shame. Cause there's some good, there's some good viral moments he had on that show and dude well, has pull for guests.
1: Well, he started a company called outsider and I don't know if that's where all of his focus is going to. I never uh, saw a post about him being done with it, but it I know a while.
2: That's like an eternity in podcast time if you're away that long.
1: Yeah, so maybe cuz I remember if you watched it he said how he didn't really want to do one. Like he kind of kind of didn't want to do one, but I think um I think Big Cat and them and Barstool probably had a big influence where he was like, "Yeah, you should probably do this." Yeah, on his Twitter you just see a ton of this outsider company, so maybe that's what he's focusing on.
2: I guess. That's kind of, that's a shame though. I mean, Hey, he does what he wants to. It's just like, that was getting like last year, that was like one of the surprise things I think in sports media was like him doing his show and you know, it was getting at least, I think once a week to like once every two weeks, you'd see some like clip go viral on social. So that's just where I'm like, damn Jay, like, I hope you get back into it. You know, seemed like you were a good host. I wouldn't step away if you could do it. But yeah, I mean, if you're busy, you're busy. I get it. I mean, dude's, dude's probably got his hands in several things uh, around, around his uh, portfolio for his funds, you know, what
1: I was getting at was he had Brian Urlacher on and it was a really
2: good one. I
1: thought, and they don't hate each other. So that was the thing. Cause I remember back to that, that NFC championship game, you know, or Mm -hmm. I mean, he had, he had Pat McAfee on there too. So he had a lot of big time.
2: That's what I'm saying. You know, um, saying guys got pole should use that pole.
1: Hey, it's okay. I kind of miss it though. I would listen to it. He really wasn't that bad.
2: I, I, not, I didn't think he was bad either. I, listened, I kept up with with the clips that would go around. Dude seemed like a good host. I don't know why what? he stepped away.
1: I'm going to clip this and tag him every single day and say, where's the podcast? See, I'm going to tag everybody on Twitter. I don't care. You, no, more. You should
2: make one of those accounts that says uh, I will post every day until Jay Culler posts a new episode on his podcast or something like that.
1: Isn't that what "Busted with the Boys is doing with, uh, Rich, with Rich Eisen or whatever?
2: Uh, kind of. Although, I mean, Rich Eisen, I mean, he's contractually obligated to post for Peacock, though.
1: No, no, no. Buzz with the boys, post a picture of him every single day until oh, he comes ta- on their until he comes on their oh, podcast. Okay.
2: That that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I would say that's pretty similar. What I would do is, and maybe I don't know if you got the effort, if not great, but like all you gotta do, you just post the account, you put Jay Cutler Podcast watch as the account name. You then put in the description, posting once a day until Jay Cutler makes a new episode of his podcast that I love so dear. And then you just post this clip every day. You tag Jay Cutler in it and you just wait, you know, and you get more traction. Hopefully more of the voice grows and boom, eventually he posts a new podcast. So that's where you start until he blocks me. then I'll just make another one. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe eventually block, maybe eventually blocks you, or maybe not. Maybe instead after a while you you go, okay, maybe he's just not going to read my tags. So instead you just start doing it to just get bears fans behind it. You know,
1: no, I piss Bears fans off. I any of the Bears accounts when they post something stupid, I comment
2: on it. I, ah, oh man, I, I know i every now and then I, there's some that I'm like, I start typing one, I'm like, nah, you know what, it's not worth it or it's too old. He's not going to read it and reply because that's, I always want, I always want some of those to justify an opinion and it doesn't happen. So, but no, like Twitter, you should totally do it. the J color one, you can do it. I bet people will get behind that. It doesn't matter what your stance on a Bears issue is. It's a Bears fan thing.
1: Yeah, he doesn't tweet very much. I'm stalking him right now.
2: <laughs> careful now.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at his Twitter.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, careful now. I don't want, don't want Elon Musk going, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you looking at his page too much, Stephen?
1: From what I'm researching... Yeah, he's real busy with this Outsiders company. That Twitter post posts all the time. So I, I guarantee that's what he's doing.
2: Yeah, what, what is, is cool. Outsiders? I, now, I, this is a weird tangent to do this first show back, right? I, I have to now understand what this company is.
1: Entertainment, sports, news, and lifestyle.
2: Wait a minute. Sports, news, and lifestyle company. Well, now, hang on a second. Why can't he put his podcast on that bad boy?
1: Looks like he's all about the whiskey and the apparel.
2: Yeah, I do see the retweets a lot of that. Bundles include outsider PM, your choice of hat, six koozies. That's from an October twelfth post that he retweeted. He doesn't really do Twitter much. It's uh, actually shoot, he hasn't been on Twitter since October eighteenth. And that last retweet was of an episode of a show he helps fund.
1: Yeah, I think he's probably. I think he's big on the outdoor
2: segment of this website. Well, that's a shame. Like I said, I, I feel like you. I feel like he would definitely get some traction if he were to jump back in again. But hey, you know, people want ventures, I guess, and that's cool, so.
1: um, Maybe once he feels comfortable enough to get it going, and he'll... he'll... It was just...
2: Back to the main point. It was just weird how it abruptly stopped. I know, I know. Jay, if you're listening at all for some reason, I we beg you, man, come on back, please. We miss that show. We want, we want, we, we want you back, my guy. There's people that want to listen to you. Yeah,
0: interviews. I think people
1: started to like him. I think people hated him, and then they listened to it, and they were like, "Oh, he's not what we think he is." Or uh, what was it, another? Jay Cutler was on Theo Vaughn. That's a good one for him. If people want to know okay. more about Jay Cutler, see, I have time on my hands sometimes, so I like watch this
2: stuff. I listen to a lot of podcasts too. That's where it mainly comes from driving to work. Well, like, yeah, sure, you flip something on, you just kind of, you know, chill and do it, yeah.
1: Yeah, 20 minutes to work, 20 minutes back, there's 40 minutes right there. I get it all the time. Yeah, there you go. I all right, Bears, it. Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears. So we haven't been on here for a while, so it's going to be some old news. Um, I'm very critical of the Bears, I think, more than anybody. Maybe I don't know. I have no complaints about what Ryan Poles has pulled off this off season with the the big trade that happened first. Well, was the trade first, or they start signing people first? I think they were signing first.
2: Uh, I believe it was that they did sign. They did a few signings. The trade happened during that. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna check while we're talking. But I mean. Either way, it was kind of in the mix of just kicking things off here.
1: Well, anyway, let's just talk about the. I'll, talk, I'll bring up the trade first, that big thing with the first round draft pick. Who was what was going to happen? I think Ryan Poles had a good poker face because every time they asked him about Justin Fields, he just basically brushed it off and just basically said, "You know, anything can happen." Blah 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 blah, or never fully said. And I personally think that led to that first round draft pick being so valuable because he kind of kept the cards close to him, like what they were really going to do. And I think they, they personally robbed Carolina, in my opinion, they, I think the bears robbed, like
2: abused them. I I thought it was for Chicago. You've got to be like going, Holy crap. Like, and and the thing was, I, I, this got brought up after the fact that, you know, Chicago, or at least Poles was trying to get more as part of the deal. The Panthers wanted to give over another first rounder as part of the option instead of DJ Moore. He wouldn't budge and they basically caved and said, okay, we'll give you DJ Moore and a second rounder instead, which is like, to me. Much better of a deal, look, I love draft picks like anyone else, but if you're giving me a guaranteed like pro Bowl caliber talent who can put up easy like twelve hundred plus yards a year, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'm gonna take that every time, and the second round pick is like even bigger icing because the second rounder, depending on where that lands if the if, i mean the panthers are terrible, that's possibly a fringe first round pick, so. Like, yeah, that was, to me, that was a freaking fleecing they did on Carolina. And I know some folks trying to be like, I've seen some folks go, well, you know, both of them get what they want. I'm like, okay. But like, dude, the package, the bears got, which people had been talking was going to be big. It was, that was big. Like that's Mm -hmm. a lot for a first rounder, you know? And what's crazier is, and not saying they're going to do it, but like even Carolina has been rumored that they're thinking, well, wait, if we don't want our guy here, what if we trade back? (laughs) I don't think they will, but. That has been floated in some media circles, that they could do that still.
1: I've seen that too, where, hey, maybe they don't want Bryce Young. What if they can get a big deal? What if somebody else wants Bryce Young or whoever first? Because didn't they sign Sam Darnold again, Carolina? They brought
2: him – Sam Darnold, I believe, they got back on a one-year deal. Actually, I don't – let me check here. No, I'm sorry. Sam Darnold went – to the 49ers that was correct Uh, they actually don't have too many options right now over in Carolina they have um Matt Carroll who they were trying to trade but Carroll's probably not going to get traded so he's probably sticking um beyond that PJ Walker came to us so there goes another QB they're kind of very limited right now um I I almost feel like that's why I, I almost disregard the trade back because it's like there's not much they have Anyway, yeah, unless
1: unless they take a route that I thought the Bears should have done, worry about the quarterback later. If you can just get a guy that can take a snap, um,
2: there. That's that's who I was missing. The missing piece was. I'm sorry, to interrupt you. They have they signed uh, Andy Dalton. I knew there was another one they had on the roster that's that who they had was. gotten. Yeah, Dalton. They picked up who, according to the ESPN depth charts, which is projected obviously at this point in the season. So grain of salt, but. You know Dalton's there. You got Matt Carroll, and then Jacob Eason, which Eason basically to me is a very much district card quarterback who could probably just end up as a practice squad player later in the year. Or if they draft someone, he's the odd man out, in my opinion. Um, I mean, shoot, man, Matt Carroll. It's weird. Carroll was brought in. I think if that injury, he, I think it was that. Uh, if he doesn't,
1: it was the bowl game.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have that, basically basically gets knocked out for a whole year in a ball game you know you wonder what his draft stock is but you know this isn't a Panthers show this is a Bears show nonetheless panthers don't have too much so like that talk about trading back i almost feel like it doesn't happen dalton to me is a bridge quarterback at this point in his career you know you don't keep him around to win games you keep him to be a really good backup so I got a feeling that they're going to do the same thing they did with Chicago where Dalton will start and whoever they draft will just sit there until Dalton gets knocked out or someone gets frustrated and says, F it, you're in.
1: Yeah, I can't really see them trading back. I know it's possible. I know it's whatever. Um, But the Bears now have, in my opinion, their number one wide receiver. I know we talked about being Daryl Mooney. I'm sorry, Daryl Mooney. We all like you. We all love you.
2: Yeah, Dar- uh, yeah. Darnell. Love you. He'll be, he'll be an awesome number two though, without, without like that, that only help him. Well, yeah. right
1: now you have the two perfect outside receivers and Mooney
2: and DJ Moore. Then you have
1: Chase Claypool at the slot. And then you could just fill the slot with pretty much whoever you can put anybody out there. Cole Komet can go play out there. Whoever as your other slot personally, I'm like that's a great starting lineup for wide receivers. So that's, that's really what good. I'm, I've been critical of, at least Justin Fields. But everything on the outside, what Ryan Poles has done and the maneuvers and the signings, has been doing pretty well. Especially, we still have a lot
2: of money left. We do have quite a bit of cash, and I don't know, I don't know how much you're gonna, more you're going to spend. I feel like you're, I mean, you, you bought a, unless to me the only time you would have spent more and we'll, I think we'll touch this in a bit was, was on tackle, but dear God, that was a whole, that's, been, that was a whole subclass of like debate online was about like spending on a tackle or waiting for the draft and all that. So, you know, touch that on a second, but I mean, I think overall the, I think overall for the free agency class, I definitely give it minimum a B plus, but definitely to me, it's more like a, a minus because they, you know, to me, they weren't going to get everything. Um, that's just how the NFL works. Some teams will get your stuff. Even if you have the most cap, that doesn't mean players want to go to your way. And that doesn't mean that teams aren't going to at least outbid for one specific Mm -hmm. position. So did they do great? Yeah. I love a lot of the additions. I mean, shoot, we're talking about tackle, but you know, a guard position, Nate Davis getting Mm -hmm. picked up was actually a really solid pickup. So I'm like, yes, please. That's, that's good. We needed that position to be filled. You know, Um, there's still obviously several holes. I mean, credit, You know, Jenkins is definitely going to be the other one anchoring the other guard position. I hope he stays guard. I know they talked about maybe moving him around or whoever. Who knows? But keep him at guard. He was really effing good at guard last year. You shouldn't change that. Um, Besides that, I mean, you still have Braxton Jones, who had a solid season last year. I just don't know if he should be left left tackle. I think maybe they should. If they can switch him to right, that would be a great move. And then you find your left tackle somewhere else. So, like, that's a position they need to find still. Um, Center, you know, it's kind of up in the air, but, I mean, Seems like right now, possibly, like between Cody Whitehair or uh, Lucas Patrick, if uh-huh. he's healthy, you're talking about those two. Um, and you got your buddy, your guy from Illinois, uh-huh. who I hasn't know. really got his shot. Yeah, that. Not saying it's center, but just hasn't gotten his shot at all to even play, just because right. of injuries last season.
1: Yeah, um, I like T.J. Edwards, the linebacker. Yeah, they signed up to that. That was an three-
2: efficient signing that upgrades the linebacking core right away. And
1: uh, Edmonds from Buffalo, like these these guys that he was getting with, they're not too old, they're not too young though. They're right in the middle there, right? With play with big time game playing experience that they could bring, especially that line because what was, I guess we should tweak on this. There's so many holes for the Bears to fill. They addressed the linebacker part, I think and they were addressing the wide receiver part. Now he's slowly trying to piece together the offense and defensive line a little Mm -hmm. bit. That's kind of their next point of attacking this.
2: Yeah. That's uh, I'd say is a good, good evaluation. You know, Tremaine Edwards, I think is an excellent pickup for the sake of, well, you let you didn't lock down Roquan Smith. So, you know, either you're going to be drafting someone or you got, you know, Edwards out there that you can go pick up and they, they did that, you know, and I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them credit. You know, they, they picked up a guy that in theory should keep up with that, with Smith's production and will be in terms of at least uh, some guaranteed money and the incentives, he'll be cheaper. So, you know, that's one thing I think Ryan Poles has started to show his, his valuation on is, he doesn't like overpaying which i get it no one does but he's very much a guy that he's like look you're going to come to win i'll give you a a good value on money i ain't going to be paying you tops in the league because you know unless i feel you are that i'm going to give you close i'm going to give you one of the upper tiers on money and like managing those funds but i'm not going to overspend you know i think he's a guy that likes to have some liquidity in his cap space year over year and i think that's what we're seeing now you know, because, like, you're talking, they still have $40 million. Sure, things can still happen. But, like, who realistically are you going to get that you need as a need right now that is, like, filling that $40 million cap hit? Not really too much at this time. From what, you, from what you've gotten, you've, you've filled a lot of stuff for this season, and a lot of the best on the board have kind of gone to their places at this point, free agent market-wise. Right. I think the big signer was the Edmonds. They're paying them $72 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the big the big contract right there. If anything, you might be saving up more for, uh, you know, maybe a future like with DJ Moore, seeing how that goes, of course, and figuring out that path. But like, you know, they did good free agent wise. Like I said, love Nate Davis, Tremaine Edwards, and TJ Edwards. They were good pickups for the sake of you know value. You know, Edwards definitely TJ or Tremaine. I need to say their first names to (laughs) be. (laughs) differentiate. Tremaine definitely deserves that cash. Uh, he's been living up. He's been playing up to that. He's also a, you know, six foot five middle of the middle, second level of the defense mongoloid that can knock down passes and pass protect like crazy. So, you know, I like that as well. TJ Edwards is a tackle machine from his time in Philadelphia last year. So great choices. And then he still, of course, have, have some of your other rogues gallery that you're going to be bringing back that secondary for Chicago is, was not Mm -hmm. really a problem zone for them. They just need to get pressure. So now in the draft, you know, there wasn't really anyone they could pick up line outside edge wise that they (coughs) spent money on. So there's your chance to go do that as you're going to be focusing on the front four and then on the other side of the ball, you know, they addressed a lot of the specialty player positions. It's funny only the lines right now, I think are the big focuses to me in terms of what you need to build up maybe for possibly a, success, a successful season i'm not i'm not calling playoffs but like i at least just want 500 record or something like that close to it that i can feel like you made a massive leap and bound this year yeah cuz they signed andrew billings
1: now this is something i've noticed they're not signing they signed a couple guys three years four years which you're supposed to do yep. for some but this andrew billings they only signed him for one year as a defensive tackle. It was a one-year deal. That's true. Um, Where's the other guy? Before, I I don't want to say the wrong thing. DeMarcus Walker, they signed him for a three-year deal, though. That that one was a
2: sneaky deal from his sack numbers last year.
1: Right. Because they were like, Jaquan Brisker, the safety, led the Bears in sacks with four. That's sad.
2: I mean, it's good for Brisker, but that's sad.
1: (laughs) That Four sacks. And what they say, not a single Chicago defensive lineman had more than three sacks in twenty twenty two.
2: That's wild to me.
1: Well, especially the Bears. What do we think about when we hear the Bears? When we think of defense, all, defense, defensive hard hitting guys that are going to come after you. And we had Quan Brisker, which is great. We're glad I'm glad that he's with the Bears. He got better as the year went on. But with that that I read that yesterday, so I wanted to say that today. What a sad state of affairs. But now you are bringing a guy who can get some sacks. Um, his, he was with Tennessee last year, uh, seven sacks, 16 quarterback hits, 32 tackles, 10 tackles for losses, 21 run stops. So, like, that's a guy you need there. But one thing I would like to tell Bears fans, because what did the Bears fans do, certain Twitter folk, Oh my God! We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to do this. We're going to do this because of these signings. And my question, my my statement was, well, hold—you got to pump the brakes because we've said this for a long time. Ryan Pool said he's going to tear everything down and build it back up. Mm-hmm. That
2: means this is going to be two or three years. Like this is a two or three years yeah. affair. I, I mean, I think that what you're going to see this year, at least, this is how I'm I'm feeling this season so far. We're not even in the draft, of course. There's still tons of draft capital that you're going to use or maybe trade with or get positions at. I mean, these, for crying out loud, I mean, you know, that first-round pick alone that they're going to have the ninth position, that's going to be crucial. You uh-huh. know, they have two second-rounders. You know, it's going to be massive as well. They, Bears' recent years have been hitting on second-rounders like mad. So, you know, especially last draft, you know, Brisker came out that, from that. Yeah. So. You know, you, same for Gordon, you know, as much as I did rag on Gordon last year, I'll give him credit end of the season. He came on strong. And so I'm hoping to see that version of Kyle or Gordon this season on the opposite side of, on the opposite side, of course, when we go into games from Jalen Johnson. So that's crucial. Uh, Second rounders are going to be big. Um, And I think that for the bears, you know, I, I look at it as like, I don't want to rush into this because I see what happens if you like, say you you fix it and things don't go right. I mean, basketball well. and football aren't the same, but, you know, the Chicago Bulls are in town and they did that exact thing two-ish, to, pushing three years ago and look where, what happened. You know, the future doesn't always equate to instant success. Players have things happen. So, you know, but what do I think is going to happen so far? I think... If, you, if Justin Fields comes out, and I don't mean to say it like this because I have faith that this defense is going to take even farther steps than last year. They're, the secondary was tough and hard hitting. Linebacking core, when Sanborn came in, you know I'll give Sanborn a ton of credit. He was definitely an anchor there, and I think it's going to be even better this season. So that two levels is going to be huge for Chicago. And they'll probably find some pass rushers, I think, in the draft. So the defense, I have no qualms about them. I think they're going to be where they need to be. Offensively, it comes back to the same question I hate, and I almost hate now ragging on it, but does Justin Fields take that extra step with new weapons? And does he stay healthy? Again, we, you cannot run him like Lamar Jackson this year. You can't do that. I mean, look, for Christ's sake, look what they're doing with Lamar Jackson right now. You know why part mm-hmm. of the reason why he's not getting a contract right now it's because and I, I hate I hate talking about the owners this way, but it's partially because his style of play has led to two straight seasons where he gets beaten up and prematurely leaves out of the season because of injuries that basically end his season early. So you cannot have that happen to Justin Fields. you can I mean, you can keep doing it. You want to do that, that's fine. But you know, if you want if you want like a Cam Newton scenario where the dude has his career get cut short early, and all that and that then be my guess. but you you can't do that you know that fields has to be doing runs where it's basically out of improvisational stuff I'm okay with that if he doesn't improv the pocket maybe not collapses but say the pocket opens up and he's like F it no one's open I got freaking nobody there's no linebackers protecting me screw it yeah well like, I'm not gonna be pissed but if you're running like freaking design RPOs where like you're doing like two or three straight where he's getting the ball and getting hammered you know I'm going to be sitting there like you you're really between the last two years of getting like this insane amount of sack numbers and running him ragged last season that doesn't make me feel confident. dude's a tough kid but you cannot make him just essentially degrade his chances of having a successful career like that so this year is crucial you have to run a somewhat competent pass offense this season you can't do an improvisational style like that, or a, or a Raven style RPO first based offense like that. It doesn't work. And now you don't have Montgomery credit. You have Devontae Foreman. That's or Freeman. That's solid, but you need to be sure that he's able to pass and he's getting protected. Yeah. Did you see the Atlanta Falcons owner talk about Lamar Jackson? I did. And I I, I get it. You know, I, I, I get both sides of this equation on the side note of this. I understand, you know, Lamar, if you're a player, you want to maximize your money you know yeah. you don't have a you have a finite time in this league and you're not guaranteed to get you're not guaranteed at all to get a level of like financial capital like these owners do but again you know i, I think part of this is becoming because of the, how the qb market's gotten in recent years Where like i think owners saw what happened with deshaun Watson scenario you know and they're seeing oh my god we're getting up to like 230 million guaranteed money And I think some of them are starting to go, no, we don't want to pay that much because QB is important, but you need to build a whole roster. So like, I feel bad for Jackson because like he is an MVP caliber talent when he's healthy, he's definitely one of the best in the league by far, but I think he's getting a lot of side effect stuff from what happened with Deshaun Watson's deal and others that have gotten guaranteed money in recent years to where he's just kind of getting screwed. Yes. So like no one's winning here owners don't want to do owners want to give them money they just don't want to be like saying okay well here's this cash please don't get injured for a third straight year and get knocked out prematurely that's what they're trying to avoid you know yep. and i think that's what sucks because jackson basically has to either take a reduced deal which he could it's just he won't get as much as he wants and he's going to definitely be disgruntled a bit or <laughs> he's got he, he does that he does a franchise tag or he pulls a Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think that's a good idea for any player, because I would not want to sit out a year, and have owners go, "Oh, well, can we devalue even more?" Because that's what happened with Le'Veon Bell. So you're kind of stuck. It sucks, you know. But I I bring that story because maybe not safe for money, but like some of those doubts from Lamar Jackson, you you know, Justin Fields could have that same thing because they started running a similar offense like Jackson's last season and Jackson got you know you get more hits you get beaten up when you run more and if you're trying to pass and you go against good teams as you see sacks add up that those are extra hits and extra like impacts that do add up and cause stress on the body yep you can't have that happen again you have to treat them like a normal quarterback you have to get a line that can protect them like a normal quarterback you know runs come every so often they can't be the norm though that's the thing
1: yeah Anybody listening doesn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Owner Arthur blank said on whatever this tweet was, said Lamar Jackson's situation is very different from Deshaun Watson's. Different player, different time. You have a winner in Jackson, MVP in the league. There's no question he's a top quarterback. But looking at it objectively, there's some concern about how long he can play, his style of game, hopefully a long time. But he's missed five, six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business and that's exactly why Lamar may not get the money he wants because he's been hurt. He set out the playoff game, um, even though he was cleared to play, which was mm-hmm. a strange thing. Um, but what game was that? I think it was the Dolphins game for Justin Fields. I think it was, no, I think it was in the Falcons. I think it was the Falcons game. You saw Justin Fields literally limping. You saw him starting to grab oh, yeah, that string. That,
2: that game alone is a pure example of why you can't do that forever because eventually that does add up. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, I still think I'm still pissed at Getze for at the end of that game running essentially two straight run plays. Dude gets up off the mat and is essentially like wreathing in pain and then says, okay, run it again. Like, what the hell kind of asshole are you for that? I still haven't forgiven him for that because that's terrible. You know, we talk about him being the franchise quarterback. Well, again, that's why some of us are like, please don't run that offense again. You know why the weapons need to show that he is the guy and that you can pass on normal, protect him, and let him do his thing. Because, dear God, do not derail this guy's career prematurely by making him run rampant and get beaten up like a a running back. That is not the way to go about this.
1: Right. Now, they have to play to his strengths, but again, I'm a broken record. Quick passes make him comfortable, understand that now you don't have Montgomery to pass block for you in the backfield. That's season. a shame
2: too. That that deal they could have used in 18 million for three years. The bears had the money for it. I felt that's, that would have been better used than to me, even Foreman, but that's just me. You know, I
1: thought the same thing. And especially when a guy's proven for you over the team years. leader in
2: the locker room too, by the way, that's, what's even sadder is that they didn't give him 18 million, you know,
1: right. like if he was going to leave, and he left for like twenty some million dollars or whatever it was, you could justify that and be like, okay, we don't want to pay him twenty whatever million dollars, thirty million dollars. But the fact that he left for the Detroit Lions and is gonna get eighteen million dollars and we still have forty some million dollars sitting there, like you could have given him eighteen million dollars.
2: I think it's like one of the few knocks I have on this free agency period from polls is that somehow that wasn't a good enough investment, even though you know, dude knows the system already, is a better pass blocker than Khalil Herbert, can run just as furiously as Khalil Herbert, and can catch passes to me better than Khalil Herbert. I'm just saying, like, to me that's your overall package, and you didn't that, that's the only one I knock him on. Like 18 yep. million for a running back seems like a slam dunk for for price. Yep. For a guy that usually runs a thousand to sub thousand yard season for what's been, you know. Pretty much a kind of subpar line the last few years. The guy still is produced. So I'm just like, only knock. But that plays into the, that, again, that plays into what the Bears need from Justin Fields and to protect him so that he can have the best success possible. You know, now you got to figure that. Out. Well, crap. Do any of my running backs know how to block? Clue Herbert doesn't. Dear God, he does not know how to block as a running back. So if not him, can Foreman, can, or sorry, can, or sorry, yeah, Foreman. I keep saying Freeman. It's Foreman. Can Foreman do it? I don't to be determined i need to do a little more film work on the guy i haven't seen enough to say but i mean it's definitely a committee running back running back system that they're going to be using this year again and he'll be featured ex- extensively i don't think homer's a blocker he's more of a special teams player but you know
1: and they also got they also got travis homer from the detroit lions right so they picked him up um there was no risk in taking him. He adds depth to the running back position. Hopefully the same thing I said that uh, to use Montgomery and Herbert at the same time, hopefully they get to that where Herbert's out there and you have, is it Foreman? Now I'm thinking, is it Foreman? Is that his name? Yeah. Foreman. Yeah. Foreman. I, I kept seeing Freeman. <laughs> now I, now I started when you said, that, I was like, wait a minute, who's right. and Who's wrong here. We have no clue. Um, <laughs> We just got to see that, but I also think that Justin Fields has to step up and get better in spots, too. Like I said, I I think I told you this. I was going to break film down and see all these sacks and see whose fault it was whose. Then I started baseball, and I've had no time to do it. Um, Fair enough. But, yes, I agree. The offensive line has to get fixed. They can't run Justin Fields as much, but Justin Fields also has to learn – to stay in the pocket he has to learn how to get the ball out quick um I think he also has to I have no clue on this hopefully it happens this year hopefully they allow him to check plays at the line I don't know if they were letting him do that last year but when you watch other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and them they can check things they can do whatever they can give them two plays and say pick one and so hopefully that starts to evolve as well But that's going to be the next step forward for Justin Fields is can you check plays at the line? Can you see these things? Because this isn't Ohio State anymore, where it's just always RPO, because always RPO doesn't work in the NFL. It can't always be like that. It can't always be handing off to a first round draft pick. It can't always be throwing it to a first round draft pick. Um, Do they have those next steps for him to get better? And that's going to be the that's why I told the coach I talked to year three. I said, year three, it has to take those steps forward. Then you get to year four. Year four has to be the last where you look at Justin Fields and say, okay, you're not taking these steps forward. You're, you're not worth the money that you think you're going to want. Mm-hmm. But also, they cannot run him like Lamar Jackson because that's the new thing with the Bears' Twitter accounts is what justifies a good quarterback? Everyone keeps saying Justin Fields is the dude. He's the guy. Is that because you're judging him on his athletic ability? Cool. He is super athletic. I never once said he wasn't athletic. He's probably the top three of both athletic guys on the whole team, probably. The stuff he does is incredible. But that does not always justify winning games in Super Bowls. Even Patrick Mahomes doesn't run the same way Justin Fields does. Mahomes is just good at moving around and making these throws. They don't always win Super Bowls with guys like that. Now, Jalen Hurts would have been the first. That was going to be the first guy, but I also think Jalen Hurts proven to be a good passer this year. He made a lot of decent passes. Mm-hmm. So if Justin Fields can take the Jalen Hurts, because that's been the comparison. I don't know if you've seen that they keep comparing Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. They said all Bears fans that wanted Justin Fields gone, they compare Jalen Hurts' second year to Justin Fields, and they're very similar, I guess. And I said, okay, if Justin Fields can take the next big step, just like Jalen Hurts this year, I will go back and admit everything wrong or whatever. But that's the next step. Now there's going to be no excuses. You've got these wide receivers. The the line already looks better. That's where the draft is going to be focused on, I think, is getting – the draft is going to be focused on offensive linemen and defensive linemen to sit behind these one-year deal guys to kind of see how everything goes – and then that'll be the next year where they can kind of fit into the system. But if he doesn't take that step forward and things don't progress, you best believe they're gonna look at Williamson Williams or whatever from USC next year for quarterback and say, maybe we gotta go get somebody like this. What kind of free agent market are we gonna have for quarterbacks? So I think a ton of pressure's on Justin Fields now, more than
2: ever. Well, I think I think it is because they invested so much in seeing another step again, you know, I think a lot from last year, I give props because yes, he, he definitely showed he is a dynamic player. You know, dude has incredible speed for a running back dude, or sorry, that was terrible. That was not a joke. That was actually me misspelled miss saying that dude has great. You're saying he's athletic. a running back. We're like no, a kid no, 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 gonna... no, a... Arizona. They're going to, <laughs>
1: They're I know gonna... someone's going to
2: find me now. <laughs> I really didn't. That was a, that was a mistake. No, he, I'm clipping he, that. That is a clip. You are definitely going to clip that. <laughs> I can, I already know you're going to clip it. He has great running. Mark. God, he really did mark it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't don't forget. I swear. I better see this on tw- on Twitter so I can get shredded. And my my own username is on here. So great um, for those I'm watching tagging, the I'm show.
1: Tagging Hogue. I'm tagging Hogue.
2: Oh no, no no no. Anyhow. While you're tagging Hogue, um, look, dude has an excellent running ability for a quarterback, like without a doubt, you know, has running back instincts. I've heard that thrown around too. It's it's true, you know, excellent instincts as a runner. Like without a doubt, dude can make a 50-yard run play, instantly become a touchdown because that's where it is. But that's the thing that doesn't always come. As a quarterback, you know, I think people want to say and see him kind of take that Jalen Hurts progression because – Year two, Hertz kind of did lean a lot more when he was given more time. He leaned a lot more into his running ability because he needed to, and you know they were they were pretty they were semi successful two years prior with that ability. You know, year three, well they got they got obviously help with AJ Brown. You know, Devontae Smith got a little bit more a little bit more uh, relief from being the number one option in his third year in terms of hertz's third year so that excelled in terms of their pro- progress and made them well right on the fringe of winning a super bowl honestly they don't collapse and have kc essentially come back and rally for a win philadelphia just has to convert some drives they win you know that's it they, mm-hmm. they were pretty close so you know i think a lot of bears fans want to see that progression this year is that okay look we got dj Moore in a trade you know big high profile receiver dude that can get easily a 1200 1100 yard season with terrible quarterback play you know if Fields is the guy should easily be able to do that and get some touchdowns out of it you got Darnell Mooney getting more relief now on the opposite side he doesn't have to be the number one dude he's going to come back healthy you know mm-hmm. and even bigger to me Chase Claypool is not going to have to be the guy he'll have a full season with an off season to himself he's on a one-year deal that has to prove that he is going to be getting money from Chicago so you have guys that are going to be hungry and that make a, on paper, pretty solid receiving core, not to mention Cole Komet, who was, you know, coming at the end of the year, he showed up, he was beginning rep report with Jay, with Justin Fields. They brought Robert Tungan in. Holy crap. That's also a TE one yes. type of option. They got on a one-year deal from green Bay, like all these weapons, you know, you, I agree. The pressure's on this year. There's no excuses anymore after year three. And I, I think you and I have talked about this. I give quarterbacks three years Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Okay. I give them three years to prove themselves unless, unless they're like, say, I mean, I'm not fully giving up on Zach Wilson, but like Zach Wilson's basically on the verge of like, you've jumped off the cliff already is what's happening. So unless you're like a Zach Wilson archetype or like maybe like a Christian Hackenberg, who never was supposed to be an NFL prospect and came in anyhow, and definitely didn't impress then. Yeah, I give you three years. So this is kind of a big year for Fields in a lot of people's eyes because you have all the talent in front of you, and you're going to probably, by the end of the draft, easily have a better line than last year. The excuses kind of stop this season, you know? So I don't know, man. I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of people, it's going to be pressure on him this year because there's a lot of people that think that the Bears could be that Philadelphia archetype and make that massive jump maybe but i don't think they're fully there yet i just want to see the guy be like passer first and even excel at his numbers even farther than he did last year because i think that that is highly possible with this offense this season
1: yeah uh i think people forget play calling kind of helped uh jalen hurts as well they really started to make sure the ball got out of his hand they did quick screens they did in the super bowl too i didn't mind the amount of runs Justin or Jalen Hurts got in the Super Bowl because that's the Super Bowl. If you're in the Super Bowl, you
2: run the crap out of him because they're going to try to win the game. I mean, Hurts honestly was going to be if they win, he's the MVP of that game because I mean, you look at those numbers, like between Hurts and Mahomes, those two put on clinics. It's just that the Eagles dried up in the in the lately late in the third quarter and just wait too little too late at the end, you know? Yeah, but do um, put on a clinic for that game. And it's kind of going to be like a forgotten game, kind of like how Brady's 500-yard game will be forgotten a little bit against the Eagles yeah. because everyone remembers Nick Foles. Yeah.
1: Um, they, I brought up the stats of Jalen Hurts versus Justin Fields this year, and the amount of running Justin Fields did um, was actually Jalen Hurts had more attempts. Now, I don't know if that's because of playoffs. I don't know if that's
2: interesting.
1: Whether this is factual or not, um, passing wise, completions. Jalen Hurts had 306 completions out of 460 passes. Justin Fields was 192 completions for 318, um, 3,701 passing yards for Jalen Hurts. 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, sacked 38 times. Justin Fields was 2,242 completion or yards. 17 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. He was sacked 55 times. Rushing attempts, Justin Fields was 160 rush attempts for 1,143 yards. Um, eight touchdowns. Jalen Hurts was 165 attempts, That's 700 wild to me, uh, 760 yards,
2: 13 rushing touchdowns for him. Maybe I need to be quiet or I'll need to go back to the film and evaluate. I wonder, do, but how attempt, many of those are do those attempts count for scrambles? I guess that's my question.
1: That's going to be my thing is that's why I talk about film is everything because we can look at stats. I can look at this all day long. How many are him
2: running out of the pocket? Right. I mean, ma- the, Bear, the bears had one of the worst passing attacks in the NFL, if not the worst in the NFL last year. So, you know, those numbers not coupled with the fact Luke Getzey just seem to not trust anything at, at times with passing in certain games you know those numbers are definitely low but they're like stupid low for a starting quarterback
1: well and then how many of those are quarterback sneaks
2: you know those underneath those at right, which ones. the Eagles love that QB sneak last year, especially late in the year how many
1: how many of those are scrambles for one yard gains that he took? Those Mm -hmm. are considered rushing, so we can look at it the whole time. I would have to watch every single Eagles game and every single offense that I just don't have time for. If I'm going to watch anybody's offense the entire way, which I might do, I'm thinking about doing that. I'm thinking about sitting here and drawing up Bears offense and go over every game on YouTube. We'll see. Okay, It's crossed my mind. Um, I would only do it for the Bears. You know, If there was another team I would do it for, it is the Eagles, because I like their offense. But Those are interesting numbers, but, you know, but like, here's the other part. Their longest run, Justin Fields' longest run was 67 yards. Jalen Hurts was 42. Justin Fields had 25, 20 plus yard runs. Jalen Hurts only had nine. So that tells me maybe these are scrambles. You know, who knows? I'd have to go back and watch it all, but um, they both played in 15 games. So. They're
2: pretty similar. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess someone who's listening will be like, "Well, Zach, you just said they had less run attempts." I'm like, "Well, that's fair," but I guess maybe we need to go to the film then and kind of reevaluate.
1: Well, that's the thing. But how many quarterback sneaks did they do in the Super Bowl? How many of those happened then? So these rush attempts are they regular season? Are they postseason? Mm-hmm. I have no clue how they're um, mm-hmm. combining this.
2: Yeah i do i do believe though that uh you know either way you know if we're even if we're even we're comparing or not like i said you you want less design attempts maybe that's the better phrasing i guess you just want less design runs i don't want him directly running into a brick wall And, and and sure i'll say this too just to be fair again hertz also did have some design runs but they don't do it as much that i'm aware of you know I I don't, they do it. They're more of a pass happy run offense. And they tried to do a running back by committee last year. So I don't know. I I don't think that that's, I still think that you want to be more like what Jalen hurts is becoming. And you hope that that leap happens. I think it can, Mm -hmm. it's just, you'll, you'll find out again, but you're right though. Pressure is definitely on this year for Justin Fields. Um, I think that, you know, to me, some people should have the gloves come off because, you know, you have all the weapons now. There shouldn't be no discourse. It's, it's kind of one of those things, you know, Luke Getze you've had for two years as your OC. You're going to have more weapons. Either you get on Getze, which he better not – he can't be conservative this year. You have you have all the talent. You're going to have all that offensive talent. Hopefully, you have a more established line built up through the draft. So you can't just – you can't just rely on basic play concepts because you don't trust your offense. You have to be aggressive and actually run what you wanted to run mm-hmm. as well. You know? So I think the pressure is also on Getzee in that regard because he has no excuse to hold back this year. He kind of has to try and run what he should run or well, at least I think he should start the year that way. You know, I there's the argument a good OC will adjust to his, you know, his personnel and sure. Maybe he does that, but like, look, beginning of the year, you better come out swinging and doing what you want to do, like how you were seeing, like, say in Green Bay, which he likes a lot of what he did in Green Bay. He's he's talked about how he sees how he can do stuff like how Aaron Rodgers did, but with Justin Fields because Fields is even more mobile than Rodgers. Like, I want to see more of that this year. You know, get him on the move, get some bootlegs, get some creativity, and kind of letting him be in space and trying to find open receivers. You know, and then allow Fields to be improvisational because that's another trait he does good is with his feet he buys time and you can find someone to buy time to mm-hmm. Rogers does that well too. So, you know, give opportunities for that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you might've said it during that this year, there was really no pressure. There really wasn't. It was first year.
2: I mean, they, were, they stripped the whole roster down, it, you know,
1: and that's why Bears fans, we were getting all mad. We had to accept the fact like,
2: hey, this this is life now.
1: Like, this is mm-hmm. what we're gonna have to deal with. Um, this year, though, one thing I want to point out we should not expect to get to like the NFC Championship game. Would that be mm-hmm. awesome? Absolutely. But this roster is gonna be put together to try to win some games this year. This is gonna be this next point is okay, we've stripped it down. Now we're we're building it back up. <clears throat> this the second year is going to be about how to learn how to win games and how to develop. Then the draft, they're going to have to get some linemen, whether it's offensive or defensive linemen. They're going to have to still get some backups. These are great guys to have at the beginning, but what happens when, God forbid, an injury happens? Like, who do we put in? Who? Where does this go? Like, these are good pieces to put in to start, but what happens when... Because you look at the wide receiving core, the starters are great, but who are we going to rotate in? Who are the guys that are going to step up? Um, you know, what if, God forbid... DJ Moore gets hurt or Chase Claypool, you know, they don't do these things. Like what happens then? So this year is going to be about development. It's going to be about learning how to win games. It's going to kind of see where they are. Then the pressure is going to start cranking back on them. Then that third year under Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus is going to be really, have we developed enough to where now we can start pounding and saying, okay, we're going to, you know, really go after these teams. We're going to start winning. We're going to start put in this position so as Bears fans, I think we have to take a step back and say we're still not at a position that we're going to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, can we put up 30 points a game? Can we hold teams, you know, to 17 points a game? Can we actually yeah. <laughs> sack the quarterback? Can we actually get pressure and do those Yes,
2: <laughs> Yes, that too.
1: <laughs> That's going to be kind of what we're waiting on right now. with the Bears.
2: yeah i mean depth depth obviously is what helps make some of the best teams even better um execution does too um like i like last year this is why i'm so high on the bears defense even being another step forward than they were last season is just you know i think the hits principle really did show very much more discipline with eberflus um I, i mean credit it's year one so some stuff you can kind of get roasted into glasses. So we'll we'll hopefully see that system continue to build that way this year. But like, you know, it definitely felt like things were structured and not getting off the rails, like say at the end of the Matt Nagy era, which is great. I want to see that, you know, I want a team that is built focused on what is in front of you. You know, penalties were way down last year. They were very disciplined in a lot of games. It helped them actually stay in a lot of games is that they just Mm -hmm. didn't, have mental errors didn't you know let themselves go off the rails and that's one of the biggest positives i thought iberflus brought to the table last year is the hits concept and just his style of just coaching yeah i know you're 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 <laughs> i saw what you did with the camera there that was that was good i'm was just. i sorry i clicked i was like what is this stream yard put like other options so i'm like what is this oh no no, no. It's, it's fine it's fine it's fine but i digress though like i said if you're If you like Eberflus, I liked what I saw this year. I'm the hits concept. I want to keep seeing build on next season. Um, But if anything, it looks like a disciplined roster. So that's great. You know, you want people buying and you want people to buy to sell in or buy into your system and what they like, what you're selling. So, you know, that's good to get a, a kind of an identity as well as a understanding of like what you want as a team put down to and to start a culture you know last year was right. a good culture year i think for a lot of those really? players this All year right. they get to hopefully bring in those free agents and these rookies and say look this hits this hits stuff i was about to say a different word uh you this say whatever hit, you want this hits shit as they will probably say because i think the that's shit what principle on. The, the hits principle is the shit is what i was going to say nice. you know that works but hey, I have some breaking news for you. You do? do? Breaking news? Oh god, no.
1: There's your breaking news.
2: Don't you just love when when even I think even I think the sight of that is a joke?
1: We are re- <clears throat> it is April Fools' Day.
2: The funny thing is is the source would be him. Because well, he definitely will He definitely wouldn't let Rod, what Adam Schefter do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> per source, the source me lose my number. <laughs> oh,
1: that's better. Look, okay, oh, that looks pretty. good. Nice. I
2: like that. Ooh, that's good.
1: Is this new? Yeah, they added that. This. Hey,
2: okay. this is for those on the show. We're we're testing some Streamyard stuff. So on the video you're seeing us just kind of goof around, but okay i like this
1: that's awesome oh now you're gone hold on i don't like that yeah, one i don't there want to go. be
2: don't 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 disappear me i don't want to get snapped into oblivion i like
1: i like this one
2: i like this one that one's my favorite this, this is like a sports show look right here
1: right here yeah breaking news jets have broken down and ryan poles has swooped in to trade justin fields to the green bay packers for aaron Rodgers. this was posted i didn't want to I'll say it. I didn't want to put it up there. Who who posted it? Where'd my mouse go? This uh, is why I never have a job in TV. Look for your mouse. Hurry. Seconds are ticking off. Uh, oh, I deleted it. Nope, never mind. We can't do it no more. <laughs> and this is why I'm fired.
2: Oh, no. No, 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 no. What have you done?
1: This is why I have the lowest rated podcast in the history of podcasts.
2: The lowest rated podcast in the history of podcasts.
1: The Bears Nation Twitter posted this. I just want everybody to know.
2: No, I see. I, I love, I love they did this because, like I said, first off, it's funnier to me because now after the Schefter incident, like the source thing just is funny because it would be him. Like no one else would do it. So maybe Pat McAfee. If they put per Pat McAfee, I would be, I think that would sell it even more.
1: Oh, I think so too. I think if that'd be the perfect. There was another good one, uh, I can't find it. It's okay, but yeah, I was messing around with Streamyard. I like this one.
2: This is and... good. And got to, the to let one? my arena football co-host know about these new overlays. These look great.
1: This one's not bad.
2: Yeah, it's
1: okay. This one's the best.
2: Yeah, this looks great. I like I like that. I like that one a lot. Hey, and then fun. we could stay.
1: You could stay there too. Look, I'm not even sharing. Really? Anything.
2: Wow,
1: we can stay there. Can
2: see. Okay,
1: we're just moving around. Oh, you're gone again.
2: There we go. I feel like you're. Sent, I feel like you're hinting at something now that I've been disappeared from the screen twice.
1: I like this one. I'm in charge, and this is what's going. On.
2: Please don't hurt me. I I didn't mean to insult you on your own show. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, there you go.
1: Um, But, yeah, now I just want to see the Bears, see what they do in the draft. I think they're done with free agency. I think we've heard, in my opinion, the last uh, free agency, unless something pops up that I don't know about. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking more towards the draft, and I'm sure we'll hop on again to talk about the draft, who we need. But that'll be the next step. But But free agency, the only thing I complain about is David Montgomery. Um, sad to see him go for what he left for, but outside of that, I think Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have knocked it out of the park with what they've done.
2: Yeah, I would think, I think so far so good. It's, uh, executing what they've been talking about this whole time, you know, building in their image and just kind of making this a progress that moves forward positively and builds upon, I mean, you can't go any lower than, you know, worst in the league last year. That that's a simple fact, you know, you, you hit rock bottom. So you kind of, no matter what, it's already a positive in my eyes, like all these picks anyway. And again, like you're talking and like, we've talked like they got what they wanted. They didn't overspend, which, I mean, they had several chances to, if they wanted on the tackle side, especially, mm-hmm. um, and they still have cap space and they have tons of draft capital. So, you know, this off is only going to get more interesting come late April. And then we can, you know, later on evaluate how we feel they're gonna do. Right now, with the roster as it is, without the draft, I got them going at minimum eight eight, nine is the worst, with the height being say eleven and six.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say seven, eight wins at the most, maybe ten. Go to ten or whatever mark. Somewhere in there. I mean if you want to go a range, the range would be the best seven or the worst seven maybe hopefully the best 11 somewhere in that range
2: yeah because I mean I think right now if you have everything go your way say Fields takes that extra step and you see that defense has been built up even better and you know can impose its will a little or make itself make it harder for teams to move down the field you know I I like those odds you know like I said I, I think that right now you can have best case scenario you have a wild card team that I think and this will sound even weirder to me, a wildcard team that I think either just misses winning the division to either Minnesota or Detroit. I really can't tell fully yet. You know, um, I'm leaning more Detroit because I'm really high on Detroit, mm-hmm. but it also sounds weird for me saying Detroit's gonna win the division. Just cause I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's the lions. The lions will do the lions things, you know, right. gotta show me that they'll actually do it. But I will say, it is wide open. Like the NFC North is just wide open. Kind of is now that Rogers is almost completely, it's almost confirmed that he's going to the jets. They just have to actually put a package together. Now I have a feeling it may not happen because of how long it's taking.
1: Something's mm. not, something's not who I think it will happen, but somebody's going to get screwed over whether they' you know, like what happened. See, here's
2: the thing though. If they keep them, they have to pay him a crazy ton. They can't cut them because they'll pay him more. So like, shoot, I mean, the team already sounds disgruntled about him anyway, so you're just going to roll with it another year. I bet Jordan Love would watch this. Jordan Love, say if Rodgers comes back, you know what's going to happen? Love will pull Rodgers from 05 and say, trade me or cut him. Could you imagine him walking to office and doing the same thing Rodgers did 18 years ago? And like owners going, wow, this is such a deja vu moment. I should have totally seen this coming.
1: Maybe we're the problem. Maybe we're the problem, indeed. <laughs> I mean, Rogers said that he was like, "You guys are doing the same thing that happened when Favre was here." So, but they Roger. Who- are
2: though, like they're dragging it out right now.
1: But what a crazy thing for Favre to leave and go to the Jets, and now Rogers leaves and goes to the Jets.
2: Well, that's what. That's what's funny to me is that I'm waiting for this now. He'll go to the Jets. He'll have watch him have the same arc as when he had with the jet well, far back with the jets where it's like, eh, he's okay, but he's not like pushing the envelope. And then he somehow goes to Minnesota and makes our lives a living hell for a few years and then retires after Chicago plays him in a cold weather game. He gets sacked and he gets knocked out and that's the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be the insane thing. If like, if that same arc happened, I'd be like, we really are living in a simulation at this mm-hmm. point.
1: I'm okay with, I'm okay with him leaving, though, I'm probably the only Bears fan that doesn't mind Aaron Rodgers.
2: Um, I'm frustrated. I, I just don't want to be haunted by another yellow, by another yellow and green jerseyed quarterback for another decade, ruining my fandom. Oh no, no, I'm no, no, no! Like, I don't root for him to win,
1: but watching him on shows and listening to him, like, oh, okay, people think he's an ass and don't like him, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I see that. Don't worry about it. But like. I don't mind watching him on the Pat McAfee show. I don't mind watching him on the podcasts and and, I see. Now, when he goes to the Jets, I'll be like, Oh, thank God. Thank God he's gone. How do you think
2: how do you think he's gonna do in the New York media market? I mean, that's like that's one of the most ruthless ones in the country. I'm gonna love it. If he if he if he just
1: says, Screw it, I'm gonna say what I want and how I wanna say it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because you got to think he's only going to go there for a year or two and be like, okay, you're going to get about two years tops because he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. He said he was ready to retire. So I think if he is rejuvenated, quote-unquote, they'll get two years out of him at the most. And I think if he knows that, like, hey, I'm going to retire in a year or two. Screw these guys. I'm going to say what I want. And I don't you, know what I
2: think's gonna, you know what I think is going to happen when he retires? Depending on how Pat McAfee's career keeps going up and up the way it's doing. I wonder if he becomes like, like I've thought either he becomes part of a trio with AJ Hawk on that show or, and hear me out. This is, here's my big play. I'm speculating here, but I could see it with McAfee with just how he's becoming a bigger player. Like to me, he's becoming almost to the point where it's like, he'll eventually become like a Dave Portnoy where he'll like be a personality, but he's like an owner of his Mm -hmm. own company. And I think Rogers retires. And i think he gets a show and mcafee starts his own sports media company making podcasts specifically for him he has a few obviously from his other co-hosts on his show already by the way but he makes it bigger basically a, a barstool sports rival yeah because uh and he brings rogers in to be a show host on his own thing
1: yeah um marcellus wiley riley i can not never say his name has his own show now Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and he was talking about that McAfee and McAfee hinting at how much time this is taking him to do this. And he's about to be a dad. So I'm very curious. Maybe that happens. Maybe he does do something like that where it takes pressure off of him. Like, hey, don't just focus on this show. Rogers and them have this so right. now you're focused on this. I mean,
2: think about it. Dude keeps banking money he's saving from FanDuel from possibly Amazon or like ESPN getting in the fl- fray like that's what I'm talking you bank that cash you save up some capital and then you start your own thing and bank on yourself like I said he has a, he has a personality right now that I think that rivals any Barstool show or is a, at least if anything it's at the same height as like pardon my take you know mm-hmm. I could see that you know it's a weird skew we're having for the show but like no joke I could see Pat McAfee making a barstool rival and making it successful because it's its own brand of thing. And yeah, the fact yeah. that he separated himself from barstool years ago at this yeah. point.
1: And he does college game day on ESPN so people can mm-hmm. see him. And that just brings more eyes over to. Like the almost YouTube. a more approachable
2: Dave Portnoy in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's every day. Like part of my take, mm-hmm. they do what? Three shows a week or whatever. When football is going on, they do a little more. Like right now, you see him two or three times a week. You see him five days a week. College football, you'll see him five days a week, and then on Saturday mornings. Yeah, like they do their own draft thing. They, do you know, whatever. He's doing what I want to do. I just don't have, you know, <laughs> whatever. But and they live in Indiana, low taxes. That's like, true.
2: He is saving money being there. I say he he has a studio in Indianapolis. Never yeah, seen th- it, but it's in Indianapolis.
1: I found the bar stool, Chicago one. Walked right by it. Oh, you did.
2: Okay, I know exactly where it is. Nice. So one nice, day I'm gonna man. show up. Send your send your application in.
1: I'm gonna find them because her friend lives in the building right right here. So if it's right here, they live oh, right here.
0: Oh, okay, okay. You walk right by. It.
1: You walk right by, and on the it's not huge. Like if you, you would walk right by and not realize you walked by it, because on the glass door. It has because uh, they were in that farmer's closet, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It has that logo and says Barstool Chicago with that farmer's logo for insurance, and so that's why when you walk by, <laughs> you think it's an insurance thing because you see that logo, but you have to really look at it and it says Barstool Chicago, and you're like, oh, here it is. But part of my taking them are moving to Chicago.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Barstool Sports is moving from their New York location to Chicago
2: probably more centralized.
1: Well, big know? cat said that he wanted to go back to Chicago anyway.
2: Well, he's also a Chicago sports fan. I think he fits better there. Anyhow, you
0: know, and his
1: wife, I think told him that like, yeah, we can go do this New York thing for a
2: little bit, but then eventually we got to go back. I think it's not a bad idea. You know, like I said, you got so many personalities out there and, you know, I think, uh, like I said, big cat being a Chicago sports personality at this point, like not as like, say the same realm as like say professional, but like, he is a Chicago sports fan. Like he promotes any Chicago sports stuff. So like it makes sense to me. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 Not bad. Not bad. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I think that'll wrap up this bears one. Um, we'll be back to talk about who we think they could draft and all that good stuff. Once our schedules, once your schedule gets synced up, mine's always home at seven or seven thirty at night from freaking baseball. Um, mm-hmm. But still more to talk about. Uh, we're going to rival CJ, CHGO Bear stuff eventually. It's going to be raw and real,
2: and they ain't going to help. Just got to start pushing out the content, you know, getting that out regular. Hey, once I figure out the clips and the short videos
1: on YouTube, once I figure that out, maybe we'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, step by step,
2: man, step by step.
1: You got this. What? I only figured out the intro cause it's my spring break
2: too. So I had a little extra time. Oh, look at you. That's why. All right. Well, extra. I like the experimentation though. Yeah. I usually
1: fail at them, but it's, it's going. Oh, it's good. It's good. Okay. All right. Well, Zach, thanks for coming back for bear down. Hopefully we get more content pushed out there. We'll be back with more stuff. Um, everybody thanks for watching and or listening and we'll see you guys next time